Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Your health on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Exposure to chemicals in non-stick cookware has been linked to elevated liver cancer risk. Well, that's according to recent research from the University of Southern California. To find out more about this and what you need to know about liver cancer, we're joined on the line now by Professor Pierce Chow, Senior Consultant at the National Cancer Center Singapore. Prof, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure, Rachel. Uh, Good afternoon to you and to all your listeners. Great to have you with us, Prof. Now, before we get into the details of liver cancer causes, perhaps we can start off and you can tell me how common liver cancer actually is in Singapore. Is it more common in men or women? Well, unfortunately, uh, life is not very fair. So liver cancer is actually four times more common in men than in women. Uh, and uh, women only catch up after menopause where they slowly uh, will retain the same levels of uh, liver cancer as men. Uh, so in Singapore, we get about four to 500 new cases a year, okay. which is uh, quite a bit for a small country like ours. And have you seen the, the number of cases on the rise? Uh, well, I think most uh, most experts will see a rise and will expect to see a rise because while hepatitis B has always been the most common cause of liver cancer mm. in Asia, uh, and and of course we have universal vaccination now, there is a very odd, there's another very important cause of liver cancer that is increasing very rapidly in Singapore now, and that is the rates of our fatty liver. Okay. Uh, a significant proportion of our patients uh, or, or of our population in Singapore has fatty liver now. And that is going to come up very strongly as a cause for liver cancer in the next 10 to 20 years, I think. And when you say a significant increase in fatty liver, what kind of increase are we talking about here? Well, uh, one of my students did a piece of research for me and he looked at patients uh, 10 years ago. And then another similar group of patients 10 years later, and these are patients who presented with gallstones, which is another common problem. Mm-hmm. And of course, these patients, uh, to diagnose gallstones, they all have some kind of liver imaging. And what he found was that 10 years ago, roughly 30 plus percent of the population would harbor fatty liver, whereas uh, 10 years later, it was 55 percent. So that, that was quite scary. Yeah. That is a significant increase. What's that it on is. the back of? More of us... Uh, maybe not getting out enough, walking enough, well, less yeah, exercise. It's, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> it's multifactorial. Mm. I think uh, a sedentary lifestyle is one, but also the diet. Uh, diet okay. is important. And there is some association of that with uh, fructose, which is what you will find in your Coca-Cola that is not, not Coke Zero. Uh, so this is, uh, this is a sugar that is made in the factory. It is not grown in a sugar cane. Uh, there is some evidence that this may be one of the reasons why you see fatty liver worldwide. But uh, what we can do is, of course, to, to avoid some of these issues, yeah. Okay. So it's not necessarily linked to obesity. Somebody could be on the smaller size and they could still have a fatty liver? Yes, it's possible. Although mm. most people with fatty liver tend to be on the heavy side. Okay. But there is an increasing number of uh, regular-sized people, I would say, who also harbor fatty liver. And this is a group that we are quite concerned 
Prof, you mentioned that more men than women tend to have liver cancer. Is that linked to lifestyle as well, or is that genetic? <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, because men are more naughty, is it? <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> I think it's actually hormonal because uh, what what happens is, that, of course, men uh, will have this test, this uh, hormone called testosterone, mm. uh, and it is related uh, to to liver cancer in the sense that testosterone uh, assists a lot of the other risk factors for liver cancer to be more efficacious. Mm-hmm. So women uh, are protected by estrogen, and estrogen as the hormone is quite protective for the heart, for the liver, and so on. But of course, at the time of uh, menopause, uh, the woman will lose a lot of this estrogen and the risk of the woman getting liver cancer will slowly become uh, almost equal to that of the man. I see. And you also spoke earlier about hepatitis. Can you talk to us more about the link uh, with hepatitis B and C and liver cancer? Uh, Yes. uh, Viral hepatitis is, in fact... uh, traditionally the most common cause of liver cancer. Uh, and of this, uh, hepatitis B is more important because mm-hmm. there are a larger number of patients with hepatitis B. And hepatitis B is also co- important because uh, the highest prevalence for hepatitis B in the world is in Asia. That means that's where we are. Uh, and because of this high prevalence of hepatitis B, a lot of patients with liver cancer are Asia, actually p- patients who live in the Asia-Pacific where the prevalence is very high. So to give you an example, if a patient is a chronic hepatitis B carrier, mm-hmm. then the risk of this person getting liver cancer as compared to somebody who is not, is really 100 times more. Mm-hmm. And 100 times more is not 100%. 100% is two times more. So 100 times more is actually a lot more. It's very, very uh, scary. Uh Hepatitis C is also important, but it is less important in our part of the world, although it is important in other parts of the world. So together, these are the most important causes of liver cancer today. And that's why you mentioned the importance and significance of getting vaccinated. Oh, absolutely important. I mean, uh, well, universal universal vaccination is important because it's given at the time a child is born, Mm -hmm. uh, so that eventually we can eradicate the disease. But uh, how about older people who already... Mm -hmm. Have, to have hepatitis and for them it is very important to go for regular surveillance uh, because hepatitis, liver cancer is one of the fastest growing cancers known to science. In fact, the doubling time as we call it is about two to three hundred days. That means the size literally doubles every two to three hundred. So you can think of a one cm tumor becoming five cm becoming ten cm in that time. So uh, surveillance every six months is very important. It is a chore, but it should be done. And today the recommendation is to do an ultrasound study of the liver together with a blood test for a factor called the alpha fetoprotein every six months. Okay. We're speaking with uh, we're speaking with Professor Pierce Chow, senior consultant at the National Cancer Center, Singapore. Prof, very quickly, I wanted to get your take on this. I came across this article earlier in the week, and it's about chemicals in cookware being linked to liver cancer, specifically Forever chemicals, which are used on a number of non-stick appliances and pots and pans and things like that. Do I need to clean out my cupboard? Yes, this is something that is very worrying, uh, but mm. um, I, don't, I don't think you necessarily have to clean, clean up your cupboard. <laughs> yeah. So these are forever chemicals uh, are now being, being uh, banned in many places. Uh, 
So mm-hmm. we get less and less of that with us. But as the name suggests, forever is a long time. So even if they are being phased out, there's still a lot of it in the environment. And the, and the, the irony is that the, you may be getting it, although you may not be using those particular cookware because it is something that stays in the environment, in the soil, in the water for a long time. Uh, something to be worried about, but uh, currently as an individual, we can't do a lot about it unless we are still using the same kind of cookware, which I don't think you should be. Uh, otherwise, we will just have to uh, be careful and make sure we don't harbor the other factors of liver cancer so that this, all these causes will not be additive in a sense. Okay. And so we're talking about mainly non-stick chemicals. Yeah. So uh, in a sense that, well, that's called PFAS and PFOS. Uh, they're, they're very useful. They I think originally all of us remember all those non-sticking pens that were so popular maybe 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So the, essentially, these are chemicals like that. Uh, currently being phased out because very few places allow them to be manufactured and sold. But they're still around because of, of the nature of the chemicals. Okay. So talk to us, Prof. Now, how treatable is liver cancer? We've spoken about the causes. Talk to us about treatment. Oh, yes. I think one of the most important things about treatment that uh, members of the public should know is that Liver cancer is very treatable if diagnosed early. Mm-hmm. And that is very important because a lot of patients uh, have a very fatalistic view about liver cancer, to saying, saying that, well, nothing can be done. That, that's not really true. In the early stages, uh, you can treat liver cancer with a curative intent. So if the tumor is small enough, a surgical resection can cure the patient. Uh, and if the tumor is small, but the liver function is poor, such that liver resection is not possible, then liver transplantation can cure. I think the key is to get diagnosed early, and getting diagnosed early is not that easy because liver is inside the body. You can't feel it during during shower, for yeah. example. So the only way is that if you are at risk of that because you are a chronic hepatitis B carrier, for example, surveillance is extremely important. So it is a chore. But that, that is the only way to pick up liver cancer when it's early. No signs or early, symptoms? Oh, by the time you get the signs and symptoms, then very likely the liver cancer is not early. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time the patient feels unwell or, feel, or notice that he's yellow in the eyes or there's some pain in the tummy, very often it is at least intermediate stage, if not advanced stage. So the irony is that the patient with no symptoms had liver cancers picked up because of a surveillance program has the best chance of long-term survival. Okay. Well, Prof, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. We've been speaking with Professor Piers Chow, Senior Consultant, National Cancer Centre, Singapore. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.